Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So the FOMC meets today. They come out with their interest rate decision. Let's shoot straight over to CNBC so we know what we can expect. Do a screen share. There we go. Okay, headline. Here's what to expect from Federal Reserve's meeting today. The Fed, keep talking points. The Fed is widely expected on Wednesday to approve what would be the 11th interest rate increase since March 2022. So they paused. Now they're saying that the market is predicting today another 25 basis point increase, taking the benchmark borrowing rate to its highest level since 2001. More pressing will be whether the Fed open market, oh, the FOMC officials feel they've gone far enough. It's going to all, it's going to be about the rhetoric after they make the decision. Hiking more from here carries risk on the economy. Many think headed for a mild recession. So before we get into the article in more details, I want to point out this is something, assuming they do hike today, that I definitely got wrong. Definitely got wrong. Because on this channel, I was talking about how pretty much every single time the Fed has increased rates gone through a hiking cycle, once they pause, they almost never, ever, ever go back up again. It's The next move is almost always down. So if they go back up, again, I will have gotten that wrong. I'll be the first person to admit. And the re, But again, the reason I was coming to that conclusion, that was my base case, is just because that's pretty much what they had done over the past call it 40 years every single time. Now, what I sh probably the mistake I made is I didn't realize that this is uh, this is uh, with the backdrop of consumer prices being high or trying to deal with inflation. And over the last 40 years, they didn't have that dynamic going on. So they didn't have to factor that into the decision-making process. It wasn't this issue where the Fed chair was where the Fed chair knew that this would define his legacy as either Paul Volcker or Arthur Burns. So you didn't have that with Greenspan, didn't have that with Bernanke. So uh, I guess in that sense, the psychology is much different here. But let's not forget that it is true that unemployment rate is down 3.5%, but inflation has gone from 9.1 all the way down to 3 So. It's, it's true it's not at their target rate, 2%, but other than just wanting to be remembered as Paul Volcker, why would you hike one more time? Now, if inflation picks back up, okay, I get it. Start hiking rates again. I mean, you're already at 5.5% or whatever, but start hiking again. But I don't know. If you look at the data, it just doesn't make sense as to why they would continue to hike. But let's let's uh, keep going here down this article. So despite improving inflation picture, the Fed is expected to hike what would be the 11th interest rate increase since March of 2020. And by the way, the Fed knows that interest rates impact the economy with a significant lag, six to nine months. So there again, I, I, I'm very, if they do hike, which most likely they will, I'm very suspicious as to their what's really driving that decision. Markets are pricing an absolute certainty. Fed will approve a quarter percentage point hike that will take its benchmark borrowing rate between 5.25 uh, and 5.5. That would push the upper boundary of the Fed funds rate to the highest level since January 2001. Okay, so they're likely going to hike, but then that begs the question, what's the 10-year treasury doing? Is, it, is our interest rate skyrocketing? 10-year treasury basically parked at 3.8%, just sitting there saying, Fed, you can go ahead and raise all you want. And the more you raise, the more that increases the probability that we have a recession. 
And the more that increases the probability that you're dropping rates down to zero again. <laughs> That's not me saying that. That's the 10-year treasury saying that. More pressing matter will be whether the FOMC officials feel they've gone far enough or if there's still more work to do in the fight against pernicious inflation. I don't know. And again, I don't know how they're going to rationalize this decision they're making, because if they do hike rates and then they say, oh, well, that's enough. Really? Is 5.5 that much different than 5.25? Like if you can sit back and just chill at 5.5 because everything that's been happening, why you can't do that at (laughs) 5.25. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And oh, by the way, let's not forget that we had another banking failure, effectively another banking failure yesterday when the, if you guys watch my video on this, uh, Pacific West, Pac West bank was absorbed by another bank called bank of California. And what makes this really interesting is Bank of California is way smaller than PacWest. So it's very likely that the reason PacWest was absorbed is because they are on the brink of going bust, which would make a lot of sense when you consider everything else that's been happening in 2023. And that just happened yesterday. So again, if, if you're the Fed, that happened yesterday. Inflation's gone from nine down to three. Are, are you really going to have a good argument as to why you should increase by 25 basis points and then stop. I think the argument either has to be that you're going to pause or you're just going to continue hiking rates indefinitely. And you're just going to keep hiking them at every single meeting, but we'll, we'll have to tune in and find out. So Kathy Jones, chief fixed income strategist, Charles Schwab, which is another entity that's got big problems. <laughs> the signal will probably be, yes, we're hiking, but we think we can sit here for a while and see. And that makes no sense to me whatsoever. So you can't sit here and and, and see what happens at 5.25%? Indeed, the Fed's course is far less certain central bank policy makers almost unanimously believe inflation is too high, but hiking more from here carries risks to an economy that many think is heading for at least a mild recession. So again, if you unanimously believe that inflation is too high, well, then you've got to say, okay, we're just going to keep hiking indefinitely. The argument can't be we're going to hike one more time and then pause. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So then they go on to talk about psychology. They talk about the last meeting, CNBC, and they say since 
that meeting, policymakers have done little to dispel likelihood of higher rates. But see, for me, the problem the talking heads have, one of the many problems, is they take the Fed and FOMC members at their word. Like, who cares? Look, you've got to realize what they're doing has nothing to do with their personal beliefs. It has nothing to do with their base case. They're just trying to manipulate you. They're trying to psychologically manipulate you. This is all just a, a big, all the Fed is, is one giant psyop. So if they're sitting here talking about, yeah, we're going to be tough. You're talking hawkish, 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 hawkish. We have to realize just as grown adults with common sense that they don't believe that. They may or may not. But what they're telling you is what they want you to believe. They're not sharing their base case with you or their own personal views. So the fact that so many FOMC members are just pounding the table on inflation, 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 while inflation has gone from 9% down to 3%, tells me that they want to pause. They want to pause, but they realize they've got to scare the market into believing that this is actually what they're going to do, even though they don't want to do it, to get interest rates at the long end of the curve to come up. Because the whole point in raising interest rates is so that trickles through the economy and then you bring unemployment up and then inflation down and you effectively cause a recession to break the back of inflation. Okay, well, how do you do that if every single time you increase interest rates, interest rates don't go up? And what I'm saying is every single time they increase Fed funds, sure, obviously those interest rates go up and they go up at the short end, but they're not going up at the long end. And it is true. The, those short end rates do impact a lot of the economy, but they don't impact everything. In fact, I, I don't think they really impact what's most important when it comes to the consumer. Because if you look at uh, mortgages as an example, okay, that's going to be tied to the 10 year. So if you can't get the 10 year up, then you really can't impact mortgages. You can't impact the housing bubble. You can't try to slowly deflate that. So basically, the Fed is in this position where they're trying to make the whole entire curve go up, but they can only get the front end to go up. So if you're in that position, what do you do? Well, your only option really is to sit there and try to talk tough and make the market believe that you're just going to increase rates indefinitely. So finally, you know, people that are holding 10-year, 30-year treasuries sell or you impact the supply-demand dynamic. I think that's really what's going on behind the scenes. So going back to the article... One key from meeting will be whether Jerome Powell indicates that at least FOMC will gain, again, skip a hike at its next meeting in September while analyzes the impact of previous increases have had on the economy. I'm not just beating a dead horse here, but, but again, why? why? Why do the 25 basis point hike to begin with? So repeating history, Fed policy, though, has been informed by the belief that when it comes to fighting inflation, it's better to do too much than too little. The current bout of price increases was the most severe in the U.S. But yeah, isn't this kind of being intellectually lazy? Because if I'm Jerome Powell, just let's forget the legacy stuff, because I think that's really what's driving the decision here. It's it's not the economy. It's not the average Joe. It's not the average Gene. It's not bringing down inflation. It's simply, how do I want to be remembered in 100 years? That That's really, in my opinion, what's going on. And that's the driving force. But let's just set that aside. Well, what parameters would you use to make this decision today? Well, you'd have to go back to 2020 and look at what caused inflation to go up. And then you have to ask yourself, do we have more of that or less of that right now? 
And then the answer is less, obviously. So then don't you use that in your decision-making process? I don't know what you can point to right now. I don't know what you can point to right now and say, this is what I'm really concerned with because this is the catalyst that's going to drive inflation right back to 9%. What would that be? I mean, M2 money supplies plummeting and more importantly, loans and leases from banks are flatlining. We don't have the stimulus checks. There's all these things. You just go down the list. There isn't really one thing. You got oil at 78. Okay. That's down from 120. Yeah, what, what is what is it? What what's going to be the driving force to take inflation back to nine percent or even five percent? It's it's really a head scratcher. And if if you don't see that out there, then again, you have to use that in your decision making process. And I think that would lead you to the conclusion that the most prudent thing to do right now would be just to hit the brakes and pause to see how this plays out. Right now, let me be very clear because a lot of people will say, oh, George, you don't think there's any inflation and blah, 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 blah. And then I, what I always like on Twitter is they show some chart of inflation, you know, with an exponential growth curve over the last hundred years or something. So yeah, it looks like a lot of inflation to me. Okay, idiot. Obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just talking about whether or not we have had disinflation and whether or not we will have the next wave of inflation in the next call it three to six months. So again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I don't think we're ever going to have inflation again or that we're out of the woods when it comes to inflation. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the 1940s and the 1970s, you see inflation goes up and it comes back down. So for me, I do believe that we will get another wave of inflation, but we won't get it until we have another catalyst like a CARES Act 2.0. And right now there isn't any catalyst on the horizon. Therefore, the base case, at least mine, is that you just kind of muddle around here at 3% until you get a big crash. That takes you down to, let's say, 2% or under. But then the Fed is doing everything that they can, freaking out like they did during the Cervasa sickness. The government comes in with massive deficit spending, which takes us right back into that next wave. And that's when I think you get the price controls and everything that we saw in the 1940s, which takes you into another wave of inflation. But between now and then, there's not much going on. And then it looks like they're just getting, we're getting a lot more, uh, a lot of quotes from quote unquote experts, talking heads. The Fed may need to do more to really lock in their goal. Again, I just I think that's a very weak argument, especially when you look at the yield curve. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I will come back on uh, later this afternoon, figure out the Fed's decision. I'll want to listen to what Jerome Powell says and uh, discuss that further. So hopefully we can connect some more dots and figure out the probabilities of uh, where they're going to end, when they're going to pivot, and all those things we need to know make good financial decisions. All right, guys, as always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. <laughs> we'll see you in the next video.